This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The Glossing Detangler and Perfect Conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. My mom always told me like you could get pregnant kissing. So I panicked and then I called, I went and got a pregnancy test and called my best friend crying. Hey guys, it's Alana and you're listening to Seeing Other People Unfiltered. It's Thursday, so that means real life daters are coming on to share their real, sometimes shocking, and always unfiltered experiences. Think you're alone out there? Think you're the only one whose ex hooked up with your mom or whose last date ended up being a catfish? Think again. Hi, I am Linda Panda, and I am just here to talk about my dating life. Um, we It's a topic that everybody talks about. It's a topic that goes with every single of my girlfriends. Our reels are around it. And I just want people to know it's hard. It's a hard dating life out there. I've done it for years, and it's just rough. It definitely is rough out there. And I really appreciate you coming on to share your stories and your experience. I know this is a really hard thing to open up about, but it's so important to because we're all going through such similar things and everyone feels so alone in it. So really thank you from the bottom of my heart for sharing with me and with us today. What is going on in your dating life now currently? So right now it's pretty much non-existent. So I will be truthful with you. I went to a Turkish coffee reading recently and they asked me, when was the last time I was in a relationship? I was like, 
four years ago. COVID really took a took a backseat. I didn't date anybody. I had I was pretty nervous about dating in general. Um, I've always been an awkward dater, to be honest with you. And so I'll meet people here and there. Um, through 2023, but I, nothing serious. But this year I decided it's the year that I want to start really putting the intention in finding someone. So I downloaded Hinge during Thanksgiving. My best friend and her sister-in-law went through it and swiped a bunch of people for me, or I guess X'd a bunch of people for me. <laughs> Love that. Amazing. So, okay. Excited to hear about the steps that you're taking in 2024. Let's talk a little bit more about like how we got to where we are and what your dating life has looked like over the last however many years. So you've been dating in DC, right? Yeah. Primarily DC. Okay. What has that been like? Where did your dating life begin? When did your dating life begin? So I will be truthful. I grew up in Utah. I grew up with very um, strict Asian parents that told us that, you know, you do not date until you graduate school. You do not date in general. Um, Boys are bad. And so I personally did not have my first kiss until I was 25-ish. And that was actually by accident. And I had not really ever gone on date. So even that first kiss, it wasn't really even a date. I would consider. Um, I thought we were networking for a master's degree thing. And then I fell. We were walking and I fell and he caught me and kissed me. Oh my God. Were you so caught off guard? Yes. And so (laughs) I listened to my parents, actually. My mom always told me like, you could get pregnant kissing. I don't know why I actually did not pay attention in sex ed. So I panicked and I ran to, I like dropped him off at the airport Um, He was going back to his state where he came from, from the MBA program. And then I called, I went and got a pregnancy test and called my best friend crying. No. I did. And I was like, I can't do, I don't know why I couldn't think that I could do, like, if I did have, if you could get pregnant kissing, I could have done my pregnancy test, like, in a restaurant, in a grocery store. But I cried to my best friend and said, "Um, my mom digs through the garbage. So I can't do it at home. So she called me over and gave me the birds and the bees talk. And then I think that's when I actually realized, oh my gosh, I can date. It's, it's okay. Wow. Okay. Holy shit. There's so much I want to dive into here. Oh my God. Okay. First of all, was it hard for you when you were in your 20s like, did you want to date? Did you want to kiss anybody? Or were you so afraid of it that it didn't even matter? Because the first thing that would have come to my mind is that like, oh, like being in your early 20s, not having kissed someone feels like a weight on your shoulders that would make dating so much scarier. But it sounds like maybe dating wasn't even on your radar. It really wasn't. Um, I think now that I look back on my entire like life, no, I really never really cared to date. And I because my parents instilled just, they came here, they were, um, they escaped the war, the Vietnam War, so they came over here as refugees. And so they built the American dream for us. And so we were, we had so much pressure on our shoulders to just do well, fit in, especially growing up in Utah. It's a very predominantly um, white and Mormon state. And I, most of my friends, and I am so thankful that I grew up there. So because of that, also, that influenced my life, too, because, like, Mormons are pretty conservative. The state is pretty conservative. My parents are conservative. It never really 
dawned on me that I wasn't dating. I mean, I still remember in high school, we had a couple friends who touched elbows in the hall and that was scandalous, you know? So like that was just very normal, I think. And so it wasn't until I went to college and met more diverse people and people who were more experienced that I realized, oh my gosh, I missed out on a whole, my best years of dating. In hindsight, do you regret or resent the way you were raised and the things that you were told to believe? Or do you feel like, you know, it was all part of your journey and getting you to where you are now? I actually don't, I don't regret it. I do wish like my mom used to tell me I needed to dress up in college, but my only primary goal was to graduate college. So I would wear sweat, sweatpants, you know, heavy backpack, everything like that. And so she, she was very conflicting because she's like, you need to find a husband in college because she knew that's probably where you have the best chance of meeting people naturally. And then on the other side, she's like, why aren't you a doctor, lawyer, or engineer? Right. And that's hard. It's like, well, how do you find a husband if dating is bad and boys are bad and kissing is bad? Exactly. So I think, you know, I don't know where that first person is, but if I, I don't know what would have happened if I, if he never, if I never um, tripped and fell and got kissed. Wow. Okay. So after you found out that you couldn't get pregnant from kissing and after Mm -hmm. you had your first kiss, did anything change? Like, did you suddenly have an interest in dating or what happened next? I think it opened my eyes. It really like opened my eyes that, yeah, you can date. You absolutely can date. And that guys were interested and it opened my eyes up to that guys were interested. And I think maybe it was the energy, but I would start meeting guys random places and even my girlfriends. Like I met people at, I remember like, the funniest story was at Costco. I was helping one of my girlfriends um, prepare, grab a bunch of stuff for her party for her husband. And there happened to be just somebody giving samples. And next thing I know, I'm grabbing bananas and I get a text message. She had given him my phone number. Oh my God. And we went out, we went out a couple of times. He was actually, I remember he was very handsome. He went to, he worked at like a biomedical lab and then did Costco on the side. And Love we went that. out a couple of times, but that was like maybe my third date in my life. So I was not ready. I remember he asked me if my parents were ready to meet me, to meet him. Sorry, my parents were ready to meet him. And I was like, I don't even know how this goes. Yeah. Like, how would you even approach that? Like, how do you know if you're ready for that? Mm-hmm. Like so many steps and questions. Wow. Oh my God. I do have to admit, because I feel like, I feel like I've never talked about this publicly before, and this is the time for if I was ever going to admit this. I asked, we were talking about, we were learning about sex in my 10th grade biology class in high school, and we had watched The Miracle of Life, and we were talking about certain things. I don't know. I'm surprised this happened in bio class and not health class, but um, I raised my hand and I asked my teacher if you could get pregnant from giving a blowjob. (laughs) and the answer was no but I thought that was a very valid question it is a very valid question I mean I will tell you I was in a sorority when I was 
18. Um, and so they played Never Have I Ever, and they hated playing with me because obviously I would win. Yeah. And they will never forget because, like, I didn't know what any of those things were. So they actually, somebody said, like, who's given a hand job? So I actually raised my hand. And they were like, <laughs> they said, put. They said, put your finger, da- your finger down. And I said, why? I get Manny and Petty's all the time. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so, unreal. I mean, oh. and so then they had to teach me what that was. And I was, like, mind blown. <laughs> you were like, oh, my God. My hand has never been lower in my life. Yes. Um, wait, how did you go through college and, and, like, be in a sorority surrounded by other girls and still not know <laughs> that you couldn't get pregnant from kissing like, did I don't you think know. they were all just like risking getting pregnant sorry I'm like so stuck on this I think it's um, like because if, if you thought that there are so many other people who think that <laughs> but- I know you guys know that I struggle with confidence I'm always my biggest critic and when I notice something about myself that I don't like I can't stop fixating on it I'm working on all of this but it can be hard. A year ago, I noticed that my hair was thinning and I was finding more and more strands of hair on the floor every time I would walk around my apartment. When I would look down in the shower, I would freak out at what I saw in the drain. That's when I opened up to my best friend who happens to be a doctor and she said two things that changed my life. The first was that she knows so many women our age going through the same thing. The second is that she told me to try Nutrafol and so I did. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. A year later and a month before my wedding, and I cannot believe the number of people who have been complimenting how long, strong, and healthy my hair looks. I never imagined that this would happen. And naturally, as a result, my confidence has transformed. I'm no longer self-conscious when it comes to my hair, and honestly, that is a huge, huge, huge personal win for me. And you guys know I'm hilariously bad at sticking with habits and taking something every day or doing something every day. But with Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online with no prescription required. Free shipping and automated deliveries ensure that you'll never miss a day. You'll see results in three to six months. And trust me, it is worth the wait. You can start so easily by taking their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering the Seeing Other People family 10 dollars off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code seeing other people. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code seeing other people. That's Nutrafol.com promo code seeing other people. Raise your hand if you have dating anxiety. All right. All right. I know that everyone has their hands up and I get it. I had debilitating anxiety when I was single. And even when I first started dating Jake, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I know that is not a good way to feel and that is not a fun way to date. And I get it. It can be hard to find an anxiety relief tactic that works for you. That's why I'm so excited to introduce you to a new one that has helped me dramatically with my wedding and work stress and anxiety over the last few months. And trust me, there's been a lot of it. Sunset Lake CBD is an amazing company that not only has helped me feel so much better, but they also have a really cool history and mission. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. As farmers, they believe in providing only top-shelf CBD and hemp products at fair prices. So they cut out the middlemen and they ship their CBD straight from their farm to your door, which means that their CBD is affordable and trusted because CBD and anxiety relief can help everyone and they want it to be accessible to anyone. Trust me when I say that when I'm stressed or anxious, my sleep is the first thing to go. But despite everything I have going on right now, I've been taking a sleep gummy before bed 
bed and my sleep scores on my aura ring have been through the roof. Plus, I'm finding myself relaxing more at night and being able to turn off my work brain and my anxiety with the help of their CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews. Whether you want to sleep better, relax better, focus better, recover better, or anything in between, Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. So check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use code SOP for 20% off your order. That's code SOP for 20% off farmer-owned, Vermont-grown Sunset Lake CBD. I actually do not know what was going I will full-on admit because my sister, so my youngest sister is um, was smart enough not to be scared of my mom's, you know, threats Mm -hmm. and so she had a boyfriend in high school they're actually married first um for high school sweethearts first boyfriend first girlfriend they have two kids decade of uh marriage and they dated in high school and I remember he would come over as a friend every week and they would hang out all the time and my mom caught them in the tea room making out one day and she was crying and yelling at them and kicked him out Oh my god! And even then, like I look back now and I'm like, wait a minute, like I should have knew that that's not how it could happen. But I didn't. I didn't. I yeah. I don't know why. And my sorority sisters always called me a unicorn. They still laugh about it all the time. But I really don't know because I was in a sorority, and they did do stuff. But they also sort of like looking back, they mocked me a little bit. So they knew I didn't know a lot of things. So then they would tell me to say stuff and it was like inappropriate things. Mm, And I thought it was something cool. I was like, oh yeah, this is a cool new term. And they're like, no, no. Yeah. Fair. Okay. Let's get into your first relationship. Okay. How did we get there? How did that form and, and what happened? So when I came over to DC, my I came over to DC because of my best friend. And obviously the job market was terrible at that time. I graduated um, during the recession. So it was just bouncing back. And I had thrown my resume everywhere. I still had dreams of going big, you know, climbing the corporate ladder, going to Goldman Sachs or one of the really big firms. So I just kept getting pretty discouraged of throwing out resumes and not getting any bites at all. So at one point, my parents, as well as like my best friend said, try DC. She grew up in Ashburn. She was like, she loved it here. And she came, she was like, come over, visit. And I came over, my parents had actually had a work conference. So I tagged along and I should have known it was going to be a disaster from the beginning because I had been prepping for some interviews and I fell asleep on the plane. I had had no sleep the night before fell asleep on the plane. And all of a sudden in the middle, I get somebody hitting me. So I wake up and a lady had had a seizure on the airplane. And I was at the window seat and the guy who was next to her at the aisle just rang the bell, got up, got his briefcase and moved to another seat. Yeah. He just like left. So (laughs) then I had to step out and everybody was freaking out because she had a pretty bad seizure. And then they said it was like the person next to you. Yes, in the middle row. And so um, I remember the flight attendant flight attendant was like, is there something that you need? But the doctor was the doctor or medic on the plane was like, she needs to stay awake until they land. And so she's like, I want her points at me and says, I want her to keep me awake. So I I end up spending the whole time getting to know her and we part ways. But 
I should have known that that was the beginning of a of a really it was maybe a bad omen. But so I get there, we start hanging out, and my girlfriend's like, "Yeah, we're gonna go paint the town red," and we go out in Arlington, mm-hmm. and we go out with a bunch of girlfriends and um, guy friends, and then we meet. We both ironically meet our boyfriends that same night. No way! Wow. Yeah, we were okay. at a. It's no longer, um, I think it closed, it closed down, but it was a hookah bar and we were dancing and people were just throwing people's phone numbers out and, you know, all of that, the organic way. And so we both end up meeting, um, meeting each other. Okay. And And so that was probably my first, there was a couple of, uh, I was, because they gave my phone number to a bunch of people, there was a couple of people I was sort of dating at the beginning. Got it. And what made this one stick? So this one was actually not that same night, but it was another. So the one that I ended up dating more seriously was somebody that I forget which date. To be honest, it's been so long. It's been a decade. But we actually met on a dating app. And so these guys, I was dating like two or three of them at the same time. And one of them was pretty aggressive. He... Um, asked me within like three dates to be his girlfriend. So I just felt like that was pretty aggressive at the time. I was super young. And then the second one, we had met at the bar too. And he actually took me on a couple dates. I thought he was super nice. And then at one point, he gave me an ultimatum as well. And then when I said I didn't feel like it was going to work out, he called me. He said that I was afraid of love. He called me crazy. He said that my friends don't tell me the truth until I'll never find somebody who will love me and as handsome as him. Jesus. So those are like the first two. And then the third one, I was not expecting anything, but you know, we had met on this dating app and then I went off to, um, I remember I came to DC and I didn't have a car. So our first date, I actually just ended up taking the Metro, but I didn't know that the Metro has like single tracking, all that. He sat in the parking lot at one of the metros for almost two hours waiting. So he was a really nice guy, super nice guy. And then just like always drove to pick me up, like everything that a gentleman should do. So he sort of ended up breaking it off with all the other people and then ended up um, dating him. So he was my first real long-term relationship. How did that relationship unfold? How long did it go on and why did it end? It was close to, I think like a little over two years and it ended because there was a multitude of reasons. And I think primarily we could never move forward getting married. Um, At that time, what he said was that his mom would not want um, us to get married. At the end of the day, she didn't approve of us. And I was young and dumb. And I realized Romeo and Juliet ended up both dying, but I was ready to go to the end. Mm-hmm. And all that happened was that I got hurt really bad. And I, and obviously your first breakup, I tell people, if you can go back, get your first breakup in high school, you just bounce back a lot better than when you have your first breakup in your late twenties. Yeah, that is so true. My first breakup, I I mean, my heart was absolutely shattered and I didn't know at the time like a pain like that existed. But a week later, I went to college and it was the best medicine of all time because it was the biggest distraction. Suddenly I was immersed in a completely different world. 
And I'm really grateful that that happened the way it did. I think every breakup after that was not as easy to get through, even if it was the relationship wasn't as like long or meaningful as the first one. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So what was that breakup like? Like, what was it like for you to experience your first heartbreak? It, it was like heart shattering. I'm not an emotional person. So for me to like cry, and I still remember uh, my parents met him, my sister met, my sisters met him, her husband met him. So when we ended up breaking up, I did things that, you know, I am so ashamed of, like begging him back and you know, running after him, asking him for other chances, you know what I mean? And I should have just walked away. I absolutely should have walked away. If, if I knew what I know now, it wasn't going to work and it's not any point of dragging it out. And so I, I still remember, I just ended up crying. I told my parents, I called my parents and that was probably, I didn't shed a tear. I told them that it was going to end um, that we're no longer together. And then my parents were like, okay, um, are you sure it's not going to work out? And I just said, absolutely. They didn't know the details. They still, I don't think, know the details. I just sort of keep it apart. But I've never cried. You know, you don't know how many tears you have until that. I wrote diary entries, which I never wrote before just to burn them later. Um, I got drunk for pretty much the first time out with my girlfriends because you, and then you start going out and everybody you meet, you still compare, even though you know that that's such a bad, it's like toxic for you. Definitely. It, it's hard to compare something new to someone that it didn't work out with. Like, that's the hard thing. It's like you're comparing. It's like, well, this new person isn't doing this thing that my ex did, or, you know, like they're not as responsive as my ex was. It's like, well, it didn't work out with your ex, but it's impossible Absolutely. to not compare something new to something that you knew. Absolutely. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. When I first started seeing other people, some of my closest friends and family could not believe it. Not because they didn't think I was capable of being a podcast host, but because I usually can't get through a sentence without sniffling. And during allergy season, forget about it. My seasonal allergies are debilitating, and my sinus congestion and pressure has always left me feeling so sick. But luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin D has truly transformed my life. Not only can I breathe better and sleep better since taking Claritin D, but I also can get through the day so much smoother. I used to have to cancel plans because of how bad my allergies were. I'd go through a tissue box a week, sometimes more, and my eyes were always watery. But Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes, and it tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. It's truly the greatest thing I've ever come across and I am so grateful that I found it and started using it. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. 
Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Brave the uncomfortable. Those are the words engraved on my bracelet that have gotten me through some of the most anxiety-inducing moments over the last few years. And that's why I could not be more excited to encourage you all to get a Presently bracelet of your own with a phrase that resonates with you. Presently is a line of mindfulness bracelets engraved with words inspired by cognitive behavioral therapy. The brand was started by two sisters, Lindsay and Emily, who have obsessive compulsive disorder, aka OCD, and anxiety. They realized that when stuck in an anxiety spiral, it's hard to put into practice the tools that they learned therapy sessions. They looked and looked for bracelets that could serve as reminders to interrupt that spiral, but they couldn't find anything besides the cheesy good vibes only and no bad days types of messaging. They started Presently to bring more authenticity to self-help anxiety management. And as someone who has had a Presently bracelet for three years, I mean it when I say it really makes a difference. So whether you need encouragement to make it onto that date that you've been anxious about, a calming mantra to get you through a big day at work, or simply a reminder that you're not alone, Presently has your back. Their bracelets are so beautiful and elevated, and they also make amazing gifts. And I know because I have gifted a few over the years, and my friends were so excited to get one and have worn them ever since. There are six phrases to choose from, and if you're indecisive, there's a quiz that you can take to help you choose the perfect reminder for your anxiety. Plus, 5% of each bracelet is donated to your choice of four mental health nonprofits. I wholeheartedly love and support Presently, and I know that your Presently bracelet will bring you as much comfort as mine has brought me. So head to presentlybracelets.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-T-L-Y bracelets.com for 10% off your order using code seeing other people. Do you feel like you're at a crossroads in your love life? Maybe you're in the thick of modern dating or you're wondering if the person you're with is your person. Whatever your situation, I have the perfect podcast for you. It's called Dateable, your insider's look into modern dating, hosted by Julie Krafchick and Yue Shu. They talk about it all, from why you're choosing the wrong partner and how to stop, to how to actually go from matching on the app to getting on a date, to securing your anxious attachment and everything in between. Julie and Yue have been on Seeing Other People, and I've been a guest on their podcast too, so if you're looking for a great starting point, check out my episode of Dateable, season 15, episode 10, Is It Chemistry or Anxiety? Guys, this podcast is incredibly relatable, insightful, and oftentimes hilarious. Wherever you start, Dateable will help you feel inspired to date differently and create a love life that works for you. You can subscribe and listen to episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts every Wednesday and Sunday. So check out Dateable and thank me later. So you mentioned when you first wrote to me that you did a hot mess summer after this breakup. That was hot mess all about it. (laughs) Oh my gosh, hot mess summer um, was pretty great. I met right after. So most of the friends that I had met when I moved to DC were his friends, and I gave them all back. You know, they were not mine to have. So I had to make completely new friends, and I ran across this. it, It was my first time catching up with an old girlfriend, and we ended up in a happy hour in DC. So we go in, and it happened to be a meetup. Tons of eligible gentlemen. And then um, I actually got like four first dates from that meetup. And I was like, see, I'm going to like, I'm going to bounce back just fine. And we went in the bathroom and I met this girl who who ended up, we chit-chatted and she introduced me to all of my girlfriends that I have now. And we were, we happened to be, they were, they were all about seven or eight years older than me. 
we happen to all be in the same time in our life. It was like sex in the city minus any sex. We had a rule. We never like, we always went home together, you know, but we would go out every single night, seven nights a week, multiple places. And we still ended up at work and we killed it at work. I don't know how we talk about it all the time, but we went out, we were everywhere. And I had a goal. (laughs) I had a goal and I was just being dumb. I was like, cause I had heard somebody told me it takes one and a half times to get over the length of your relationship to, or half, sorry, half of the half length the of time. your relationship yeah. to get over. So in my head, I was like, you know what? That would be about a hundred first dates, right? Like that, by that time, if I rotate three dates per person, I'll be, I'll be over them. I was like really dumb. And we surpassed it. I think we lost count at, 200 something we we had nicknames for everybody I mean we don't even know their names and then I put them all to the graveyard when I clean slated them and I just put them as asshole one two three and then I didn't know and then we were like there were so many nice guys during that time and I do regret there were so many nice guys that we met out or you know however whenever we would go out but because I wasn't in the space I wasn't in the space to have something serious yeah you were really like truly trying to meet people to have fun and there's nothing wrong with that either it's I think it's I think the key is being aware of your intention and then if it comes up or, or sharing that intention with someone so that there's no mixed signals or it so it doesn't get messy and people get hurt but I think that's absolutely like if that's what you want in a moment or if that's what you feel like you need to move forward to process someone get over someone like absolutely like I think it's awesome that you did that I think this group of friends sounds like the coolest group of friends in the world I applaud you for being able to go out seven nights a week I don't think I've ever done that and I love the magic that happens in the women's restroom it's beautiful it is and then even just like all the friends now, they're still, they will, whenever I get married, they will still be in, all of them will still be in my um, line. Oh, I love that so much. How are they all doing? Like, are they in relationships, single? Um, a mix. So one of them recently got divorced and then another one is happily married. All of them have kids. And so I think it's a mixed bag. And then there's other ones that are still single. I think it's just people that we gathered through the times. At some points they were in a relationship single, et cetera. But through it all, we've always been there for each other. That's amazing. That's amazing. Okay. I know there are some fun travel stories. You have an Italy story, a Bollywood love story. Which which do we want to start with? I think the Italy one because it's New York. It's based in New York. So you'd probably find it very interesting. Okay. Let's hear it. So um, this was, I forget which year it was, to be honest. I should know this, but I don't. I think it's like 20... 2008, 2009, sometime along that way, I had been sent over to New York for a MBA conference. And then I tagged it along with my a work conference too. And so I was staying there for both. So the first part I was hanging out with my, um, my, all of my MBA friends. And there was one love story that came from that, that is not my love story. So I don't know if you want to throw that in, but the second one is actually one that I, I was actually involved with, but the first one was actually one of my friends. She had been in a long-term relationship, ended up single. We were all out one night and we were at this bar and a bunch of Bloomberg people were there. And so my friend asked for the table 
and they said, you can have the table as long as you take care of my one single remainder friend. And so we're like, sure. So his name was Alex. Her name is Jesse. And later on, he shows up at our hotel lobby. He shows up a couple other places. And guess what? Was in there, uh, went, attended their wedding. They're still married over in Bay Area. Wow. They lived in New York for a very long time. So just a random organic love story right there. And then in the same trip, my other girlfriend got married in Italy, but it all started with me. So we had gone to university together. She moved out there and worked. She had just gotten, I think she had just gotten out of a really horrible relationship where I think, I believe the guy cannot remember, but I believe the guy cheated or he did just, it just was a pretty toxic relationship. Mm -hmm. And so she was wanting a wing woman. So we go to Union Station, we end up doing a pillow fight at Union Station, and then we go to a bar. First bar, I meet somebody and wasn't feeling the vibe, but he said that there's another bar. So I'm like, Shang, let's just follow this guy and see where he takes us. So part part of the way in, this guy, we leave this guy, and then we go in, and there's this guy named Andre. And Andre sees me in this crowded bar and he just comes straight over to me and we start chit-chatting so Shang and he had a guy named Dennis and so Dennis is his wingman or each other's wingman I don't know what you would call it and so the whole night I end up talking with Andre we end up walking the streets till like 4 a.m and these two wing people end up talking together too so I was there just for a week Andre and I go out probably once every every evening and then I go back home and I just leave it as that. I still remember, I don't actually remember how I left it, but I still remember like on our last day, he was just like, we'll see each other again. And I was like, okay, bye. Cause will I we? didn't know. Maybe not. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. You know what I mean? And then later on, I see pictures of Dennis and Shang on Facebook and I call her out on it. I was like, Shang, are you seeing, like, what's going on here? Is that and she's that like, guy? no, we're just friends. We're just friends. And then eight years later, they get engaged. They travel the live together, travel the world together. And then they have a wedding in Italy. And so I end up having to go because she's like, you can't miss my wedding. You're the reason we're together. And at wow. the wedding, both Andre, Andre's there and I'm there. And they literally tell the story to the audience and point at, both of us and they hope they were really hoping for happily ever part two but I I don't know if I you know we we were there and the next day my girlfriend and I were like leaving to go travel Italy yeah two ships passing in the night it really was two ships passing in like a couple of hours you know (laughs) yeah exactly oh my gosh I I feel like It's interesting. You have so many stories that are all based on meeting people in person. And I want to kind of dig into that a little because that's what so many people really want and really struggle to find. And I'm curious if you think this has to do with like, this was all like pre-pandemic and maybe people were less obsessed with dating apps or is it just like your personality and your openness to meeting people and going places and being down for whatever comes like what do you think it is that you were able to have so many experiences meeting people in an organic way I truly think it's probably um 
pre-pandemic because I'm just like a regular everyday weirdo. To be honest, I'm like super awkward. Um, I was at some conferences last year and I met one of the guy, one guy came up to me and he was super cute. I am, I will tell you, I am the most awkward person. He shook my hand and he's like, hi, I'm blah, blah, blah. And I, my response back to him was, that's a really strong handshake. <laughs> that's something I would say. I'm, I'm and, and like, it's I was like, oh like my God, that was not my best social skills work. <laughs> and then we went to Giraffe Manor, um, last year and the manager was so cute. I, oh my gosh, his accent and just his mannerisms. So on the very last day as we were exiting, I was, I told my best friend, I said, Lisa, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell him a pickup line. And she's like, I really have secondhand embarrassment, but okay, I will be there for you. So as we were leaving, I go up to him and I'm like, um, are you a bank loan? And he's like, no, why? I'm like, because you have my interest. And I ran away. <laughs> Oh my god. Like I'm really awkward. So I think partially it I think it was pre-pandemic because I have done um I did Bumble for a couple of days back in California. I went on a couple of dates there, but I am out pretty often with my friends and all of this. It's very hard to meet people organically. I do feel when I travel people in other countries, though, it's very easy to meet people. Like I don't know if it's just the US versus other places. But, you know, in Kenya, I got a boyfriend and I didn't even know it. We were, oh it was, God. yeah, he told, uh, we were taking a photo together because he had to print out, we got scammed by a tour operator in Kenya. And so he was helping us print papers from the embassy and the police. I think he printed 500 papers. So we we chit-chatted and then I gave him a DC hat as a thank you. And so we took a photo and he's like, take a photo of my with my girlfriend here. So my best friend's like, uh, let me like leave, leave this. So I feel like they're just much more open and easy. I I think. Yeah. It's like people when they're out of, I think it's, it's like a lot about our culture and obsessing over the way things are supposed to be, or just like, this is what we see. So this is what we do. And instead it's just like being open and letting things happen the way they happen. Yeah. So I think that's why like even the Bollywood love story, right? That was so easy. That was such an easy Bollywood love story that I'm like, oh, this just doesn't really happen here. Yeah. Wait, share that one. I want to hear that. Um, So I was, I crashed a big fat uh, Bollywood wedding. It was probably the most grandiose wedding ever. It was actually my best guy friend and I've been waiting for him to get married. And he said, I'm not getting married anytime soon. So but I'm going to my cousins. So I made a trip out of it. And most of the time he was so busy with his ceremony. His family was busy. So I, they put me up in a hotel, a really nice hotel by embassy. I think it's where all the diplomats are. So I still needed food Mm -hmm. and I needed, so I walked across the street and I just remember struggling walking across the street in Delhi. Like it's just, I couldn't do it. Men had to like help me walk across because I was so scared. So I'm walking down and there was a bunch of police um, barriers. And I was in my sunglasses. I had a little Indian kurta on. And then I turned around because I didn't know that you could go past or not. And I walked back and this guy goes, starts speaking to me in Hindi. And so I take off my glasses and I'm like, I don't speak Hindi. Um, And he starts, he's like, oh, okay. So he speaks to me in English. And then he's like, where are you going? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm trying to get some food. So he's like, 
oh, okay, let me give you some recommendations. And then he's, I was like, I need some shoes for the wedding. So he starts giving me all these things and he gets a rickshaw over for me. He's like, you don't want to walk. So then he pays the rickshaw and he sends me over there and he gets my number. And he's like, if you need anything else, I can help you. So nice. It's so nice, right? And then he's like, oh, it's Independence Day. And I was like, oh, okay. So he asked, um, he's, I was like, how do you get tickets? And he's like, oh, you need like special tickets, but I think I have a friend that I can get for you. Where are you staying? So I thought this was all a joke, right? Like if this what was happening chances? in New York, I would like run. I'd be like, oh my God, someone's stalking me. This is right? so creepy. But something about it happening somewhere else is really oh, nice. It's, it's really romantic, right? So then he shows the tickets show up at my, the front desk. They call me. And so I go there and then he asks, he follows up, like, did you find shoes? And I said, no, I couldn't. So he's like, what size are you? So next day, shoes pop pop in. The front desk people are like, you've been here like three days. How how is this possible? Your your life is a series of rom-coms. It is. So he has breakfast. um, So I'm like traveling in between, right? So he is waiting to like see me. And so we end up having a coffee date in the morning. And he asked if I would meet his family. And okay. so I was like, ah, uh, no, like I've got things to do. So I come back and it's the last, finish the wedding and we have one day left. So he actually begs to come see me one last time. And so he comes and he asks me if I would um, consider moving there. He's like, I can give you a life. Cause I was like, mine, that's the problem. Mine is like not 90 day fiance, the U S way. It's like <laughs> always, they want me to live there with them. So he's like, I will take care of you. I was like, I don't speak Hindi. He's like, you don't need to. I'll translate. He's like, I was like, I can't drive. And he's like, I have a driver for you. He's like, come, come live here. I was like, I cannot. He's like, I have nothing to give you in the US. I cannot build a life here. But I have a life, I have a life in India. So then I don't think much about it. I just keep going. And I still remember when I had to go back up. He's pressing the button and he's like tearing up and crying. And I he's like, aren't you going to cry? I'm like, mm, bye. No. I'll talk to you no. later. Would you even like have feelings for him? Like I did. Met? You did. So okay. I did. But you know, the rush, I think, you know, we go back to even my hot message. There were so many nice guys that I met out and they rushed it like three dates and they were like, okay, I, I need you to make a decision. And because I felt so rushed, I just, that's why I clean slated so many of them. When I get rushed, I just can't make a decision. So the fact that he put so much pressure on me, yeah. it sort of, I just couldn't do it. And when I came back to the U.S., he offered to send me a, a gold ring. Oh my God. And then he kept calling nonstop. And so I just told him I couldn't deal with it anymore. I was like, he called so much. And I just said, I cannot deal with this. Leave me alone. And then he wrote me this long message, like, whenever you're ready for love, I am waiting for you. I will be here. I understand. But then he blocked me on WhatsApp. So he'll never know if I loved him or not. He'll never know. Wow. I think he couldn't face the possibility of you not. So he had to shut it down for himself. <laughs> but it's a cute romantic love story, right? I still have That's those incredible. shoes. and when, Yeah, I still. And we did. We went out on a couple of dates and it was fantastic. But just the fact that, you know, anything I asked for, it would appear at the front desk. That is so wild oh my god that is crazy and the sweetest part was like we never (laughs) held hands we never like 
it was just very, they take it very, a lot slower. So I thought it was the traditional old way of dating. Yeah. There's something nice about that and like comfortable. And it's interesting that it was slow in that sense, but fast in every other way. Yeah. Will you marry me? (laughs) Yeah, literally. Will you pick up and move your life here for me tomorrow? And if not tomorrow, I will wait. But please tell me you're going to pick up and move, even though we've only known each other for a few days. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So what are you hoping to get out of dating in 2024? What changes are you making now? Where is your head at with moving forward and finding whatever it is you're looking for? Um, so, I mean, I have always made a joke after my, that long-term relationship, I always said, I told my girlfriends at 30, if I don't find somebody at 35, I will go and get a sperm bank donor. And cause kids for me, um, I've had a lot of relationships end or not even start because kids are not in their f- picture and whether you choose kids or no kids for me, that's like priority number one. I've always been great with kids. Everybody even says I'll be a great mom. And it's funny because I'll meet somebody new and they're like, wow, do you have kids or being a mom looks good on you? You know, I'm a suburban mom in waiting. That's what I am. <laughs> I love that. And Me so too. I stopped, I stopped dating in 20, you know, a couple years ago. And I kept pushing that date because th- choosing to make that decision of being a single mom is not ideally, it's hard. It's going to be super hard to do. And so I ended up telling everybody, you know, this is a year I'm hitting my late, I just had a birthday and I'm hitting my late thirties. And I just don't want to be an older parent in general, if I can help it. Um, I know people have said, do you want to freeze your eggs? All of that stuff. So I'm really going to put an effort in this year with the intention of actually trying to find a very good match and having it a more serious relationship so that I can move on and have a family. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's a great intention and a great way to approach it. I also really like, again, like you're open to if that doesn't happen, like I know what I want and I am capable of making that happen on my own. Not like, ooh, poor me, this sucks. I'm never going to be able to like have kids. You're like, no, there are actually ways for me to do this. And it's something that like, this is what I want. I'm going to make it happen one way or another. And I really admire that and think that's a message that a lot of people need to hear because I think so many people out there put so much like a world's amount of pressure on their shoulders to find their person as the only way to start a family, to get what they want. And I have one of my really close friends, older sister, she did the same, that exact thing. She found a a sperm bank donor and she became a mom and she has this beautiful life now with her and her daughter. And I think she's so happy that she made that choice and chose herself and is now exactly where she wants to be. And just, I, I love that you have that mindset and you're thinking of that as an option. And I'm just excited for people to hear that. Yeah. I mean, I think I used to, because I was such a um, traditional, I grew up in such a traditional household, right? My parents have been married, happily married 40 years. We grew up in the same house, you know, they have grandchildren and that's their, their life now. And both my sisters are married. Um, My youngest one has two kids, very traditional household. And I'm the oldest. So for them, it's been really, really difficult wondering why I haven't found somebody. 
-hmm. And, you know, it's become a joke in the family. We make reels about it, you know, because all the conversations are, why don't you go sit? My mom's like, why don't you go sit in a college campus in the engineering? But hers is very serious. She's very particular. She's like, you need to go sit in an engineering building so you can be an engineer. An engineer only. (laughs) Yeah, engineer only. Or she's like, why don't you go sit and eat at a hospital? I'm like, and say what? Like, she's like, you can meet a doctor. Because she's like, you didn't become any of those. So you might as well marry, you know, if you don't become one of them, you marry one of them. And (laughs) And they're both engineers. And so um, I think I came, it's really a lot of pressure on that side, but I've yeah. always also wanted that. And so last year I joke around that I, I tell everybody I have plans A through F, right? So A would be ideally to find like a true love, cute meat type of marriage that mm-hmm. we really get along. Number two is like two people who have, may not be love at first sight or sparks or whatever, but very compatible and want the same things. C, two best friends who just live in different wings and we can raise this kid together. And then, you know, D would be like a sperm bank donor. And then I've had, um, the last one is like one guy friend who offered, when he heard my plan, he, a couple of guys have offered their sperm to me, but I was like, this is awkward. If I'm going to do it, I will do it with anonymously, you know, and not mm. be tied to somebody. But because I think I've made that for myself, it honestly doesn't feel so stressful. Yeah. It's less scary. It's less unknown. Yeah. Like you don't have to just be with somebody to have a family because I know so many people who they end up being a single mom because they either the person changed, like they were great and down the road their partner changes or they were wrong to begin with. And it's much more traumatic for both, for everybody involved and the kid. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you'll have to keep us posted on which plan you end up moving forward with. I'm excited. Before I let you go, and thank you so, so much for being here. This has been one of my favorite conversations. Oh, I'm, just, I'm, I'm so excited about it. What is the best piece of dating or relationship advice you've ever received? Uh, the best dating advice. Let me see. I think, honestly, love yourself. So I remember one of my friends had told me this, like, don't date because you're a hot mess. Don't date because you're lonely. Date yourself. And ironically, we, um, his, he's my friend, his name is Carl. And he and I met on match.com maybe like years ago. We were not a good fit, but then we ended up becoming, he's my, in India, they call it Racky brother. He's like my brother and I'm his kids like auntie. So it worked out because we, we only went out once and we knew it wasn't a match, but he was the one who told me, do not love the mundane, date yourself, take yourself on dates. Don't look at these like movies and think, even though I do, obviously I want that grandiose, um, love story, but you know, he's like, love the mundane and love cook at home, take yourself out. And once that happens, everything falls into place. I love that. And I, I think there is a lot of truth to it too. Absolutely. Oh, thank you so much, Linda. Where can everybody find you? I know you've been posting content and I feel like everyone would love to follow along on your journey. So shout all that out. Um, so my handle on IG is wander with Panda love. And that's probably the thing I do most. I'm on TikTok under the same name, but I rarely use it. I'm an old geriatric millennial here. I'm still Instagram. I am. (laughs) I am actually. 
And then um, I used to have a blog. And so I stopped blogging for a long time, but I'm going to start blogging in same name, Wander with Panda Love. And so I'll probably keep, my goal is to actually write a little bit more about that. And my date, my dating stories, along with my tragic travel stories, all of it together in my rom-com life. Tragically beautiful and tragically epic. Not even tragic, just awesome. I love it so much. Thank you again. This has been of so course. great. And yes, please keep us posted. <laughs> Thanks for listening, daters. I hope today's episode made you feel just a little bit less alone out there, no matter what your status might be. Give your finger a break from swiping and hit that follow and review button instead. And if you have any burning questions or want to share your own unfiltered dating stories, reach out to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. And in the meantime, keep on seeing other people. Mads, I am obsessed with our brand pillars. You mean vagina sweat, good branding, and being Jewish bloated queens, Scout? Uh, sure, but not quite. I love that OKSIS podcast and our sisterhood is made up of women who are down for main character energy only, who take care of their mental health, and who are standing in their personal power as entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah, that too, Scout, that too. We should probably introduce ourselves. Hello, everyone. I am Mads. And I am Scout. And we are Sisters IRL. Join us on OKSIS Podcast every Monday for some sisterly banter, nourishing mental health, a whole lot of silliness, and inspiring interviews from the raddest female guests in the game. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood!